0: Hi folks, I'm Mark, and today I'm joined by Justin Matthew of Nintendo Watcher. Guys, uh, thanks for joining me.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: A wonderful. Well, before we get right into it, uh, why don't you give us a quick pitch? Like, what is Nintendo Watcher?
1: I started Nintendo Watcher a few years ago as just a website um, to host some blog content. Um, since then, it's grown into a much bigger blog, and uh, Matthew and I um, launched the podcast. I don't know, maybe
2: a year ago, Matthew. Yeah, about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so really just a place to, to host content, Nintendo-related yeah. content. The Switch really um, you know, made me fall in love with video games again, especially Nintendo video games. And I uh, yeah. really just wanted a place to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I love it. Matthew, any thoughts you want to add as well?
2: No, you pretty much covered it. I mean, I pretty much just sit in uh, as a, a guest host for the uh, Nintendo Watcher podcast. Uh, I write a thing every now and then, but for the most part, Justin's the you know the man of the Nintendo Watcher, so uh, I'm just there along for the ride.
0: Well, very cool. Well, guys, once again, thanks for joining me, and let's get right into it, because we have 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games. So when we first started talking about uh, having you all on, I, I asked you what you want to talk about, and Matthew suggested speedrunning, uh, which this podcast is kind of like a, the Speedruns of podcast. Uh, but it never actually occurred to me to make it a topic. So it was a great idea. Uh, to give some background on what speedrunning is so it's basically playing a game as fast as you can, um, sometimes at a record breaking pace. There's whole communities around it. There's like the Games Done Quick event for charity. Um, there's the website speedrun.com, which has the most official database and kind of maintains rules for some speedrunning stuff. Um, Some of this stuff is like absurdly quick. Um, I have some notes down. These often require glitches or game breaks, uh, but Hollow Knight, which has been beaten in 37 minutes unchanged. Normally it takes 26 hours. Uh, Portal has been beaten in five minutes and 53 seconds without loading time. That's normally three hours. Um, Ocarina of Time using a glitch has been beaten in three minutes and 55 seconds, which normally takes 26 hours. So, that's some background there. Guys, do you have any experience with speedrunning?
2: Uh, personal experience, not so much. I mean, recently I picked up a little game called Neon White, which is all about speedrunning, yeah. you know? Yeah. A lot of short little stages, try to get through them as fast as possible. Um, and that's the closest I've gotten. I got real, you know, obsessed with with lowering my times in that game for a while. I've never done a full speedrun of a game, but I am a... Sure. Um, a vigilant watcher of the games done quick, uh, events, awesome yeah. games done quick and summer games done quick. So a uh, big fan of speed running. I do not have the coordination or muscle memory for speed running myself. However.
0: Sure. Yes, I get that. I'm kind of right there with you. Well, Justin, how about you?
1: Same here. I, I really like the charity aspect of it and I love watching these guys do it and gals do it. Um, but never had any experience with it myself. It's like anathema to my approach to video games.
0: Yeah. So, I don't think so. None of us really are into speedrunning itself, it sounds like. But what do you think makes speedrunning compelling? Like, even for people to do it and for us to just simply watch it?
2: Yeah. One of the reasons I, I watch so much of it, because I, I mean, truly, if I'm, you know, and sit down with a stream or something and watch somebody play a game, I want it to be something different than what I. I'm capable of doing right um, and there's a level of skill in speed running that um, just boggles the mind the way these mm-hmm. like you you know you listed those numbers you know getting a game that's you know dozens of hours down to a handful of minutes a couple of hours max like there's something very impressive uh, about that experience to me I remember my first the first speedrun I ever watched was a speedrun of the old um, NES game Ninja Gaiden, right? The very first yeah. Ninja Gaiden, which is a game I remember spending dozens of hours on as a kid and never coming close to beating. Uh, couldn't get, you know, couldn't get past you know the third or fourth stage because it was just uh, ludicrously hard. Um, and to watch someone get through that without you know losing a single life, uh, finishing it in a handful of yeah. minutes was just. Uh, you know something super compelling about that for me
0: yeah
1: yeah I, i really appreciate that the games that people pick to speed run are games that they are incredibly passionate about you know they have like poured their heart and soul into getting these pixel perfect jumps and there's something about that that i find really compelling to to just like pour your whole heart and soul into a particular game i find that really yeah. interesting and like i said the, the the charity part is really cool too um but matthew I'm, I'm right there with you man like seeing somebody do something that i guess is technically within my ability but i know i would never actually be able to do it is is right you no know, it's it's just really interesting to watch
0: yeah i it's funny that you say how like having such passion for a game because i think there are a few ways that would make me dislike a game more. Like I don't want to spend that much time like knowing it that well. Like it feels like that's taking the fun out of out of playing a game. Um, but I totally get for some people that's exactly what they're into. It's like a different
1: yeah. uh, different challenge to the game, right? It's, yeah. It's it's yeah. in some ways it adds a multiplayer component to games that don't have multiplayer. You know.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great
2: point. I uh, I think about like all the games that, you know, I really love playing, right? Like, I mean, I'm just thinking back to, you know, Super Mario All-Stars on the Super Nintendo, you know, a game that I really enjoy picking up every now and then and just running through, you know, a handful of stages uh, in Super Mario 3 or hopping into Lost Worlds and doing a little bit of that. But after a while, when you've played those games so many times, um, it's nice to to have an excuse to try a different approach. I think that's what, you know, really is the grab for speedrunners is you know there's a way to ma- like to, uh, like a path to mastery that doesn't exist in traditional games and it's the right. excuse you need right to continue playing you know some of your favorite games that um, would otherwise feel redundant, uh, which I mean, I guess that's a strange way to look at it because speedrunning is, you know, a very repetitive sort of uh, task. But at the yeah. same time, uh, I think the communities that spring up around them are really fascinating. Um, you know, I think about things like, um, have you guys heard of um, like task runs? These tool-assisted speed runs. Where no, they, you know, yeah. they're they're basically pre-programmed runs to the games where a computer does the bulk of the, you know, does all of the the gameplay for you. But these, <laughs> you know, the players have coded in these these routes through famous games, and they're impossible playthroughs that can't be done, like certain glitches that could not be done <laughs> because of the precision timing you would need to hit, you know, certain movements and button combinations. And people found a way to program those into you know, scripts essentially, right, that run the game for you. And it's a whole subcategory of speed running that takes the player out of the game in some ways, but requires like a, an expert level of knowledge on both the game, the you know, the coding, the scripting of these processes to to put together. And it's just kind of a fascinating aspect of, you know, the way people yeah. find to break these games in ways that nobody would imagine was was ever possible
0: yeah and to kind of jump off that too do you feel like like does it dilute it if people are using glitches or game breaks like it, this is stuff that's like a loophole within the coding itself but is that is that disappointing to you is that valid what do you think
2: that for me one of the things that i find so great about You know, students is that, um, like I said, you know, the breaking of the games because it's such Mm a, it's just such a unique way to approach something. Um, You know, most of, most of, you know, gaming discourse is. Um, you know, a lot of the the obnoxious chatter that that happens around games is about the glitches and you know the the sure, terrible yeah. launches and you know the unplayable you know nature of certain you know half baked experiences. And then you have an entire community who seeks those things out and in games that typically don't you know aren't known for their glitches necessarily, um, but they they find them, they seek them out, and they turn them towards their advantage, which I think is really cool. Um, I also just like the idea of you know finding out that there's ways to um manipulate movement um mm-hmm. in, in ways that like I'd never think to try um and those those manipulations result in these wild you know um you know game breaking changes that reshape the entire you know community for for you know the foreseeable future when someone stumbles across one of these glitches <laughs> yeah
1: i I don't mind the the bugs and stuff, but that's sort of like a different category of speedrunning for me. Sure. Like, I really liked the the more traditional speedrunning where, you know, if if you had an NES in you know 1989, you know, you could have done this, and it just took us this long to to figure out the right route or you know sure. the, the right pixel to hit um, when you're trying to jump. I think those are more compelling for me. But the glitches are, I mean, they're they're interesting in their own way. Matthew, I think you're exactly right. Like finding movement that wasn't exactly meant to be there. But, you know, you're clipping through a wall and suddenly you're at the end of the game. Like those are really interesting runs too. But personally, I just prefer the, the straight up speed runs.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of, I think I'm more impressed by the ones that don't use glitches. Like the, the Ocarina of Time, when I mentioned is like, there's a way that you go through the tunnel at the beginning and it just warps you to the ending cut scene for whatever reason. And that feels like a little weird to me, but it is what it is. And it's also impressive. People are finding this out like that's possible to do this. And that's its own special thing. But I think I'm more inclined to be more impressed with the perfectly timed jumps of a Mario Brothers speedrun. Yeah. Well, our guys, our time is short—about a minute left. So, if you had to get into the top ten of a game for speedrunning, which game would it be?
2: Uh, I'm actually gonna gonna put Bloodborne on this list. Um, okay. The few years back, I think it was. Um, the summer games done quick. There was a really impressive, uh, very comedic run of Bloodborne, a game that I absolutely adore, um, I think, is one of the top 10 games of all time, and not a game I would ever think as a speed running game. But to watch the way that people have broken this game and and made it into some kind of spectacle in that way is just absolutely fascinating.
0: Yeah.
1: Breath of the Wild, such a big game (laughs) into such a small space. That would be awesome.
0: Just the point A to point B. for myself, it—I'm hesitant about this because I love it so much. Maybe Super Mario World—it's uh, like my top two game—and I don't really want to <laughs> break it in that way. But I don't know. I, all right. Well, our final segment here, real quick. What are you playing?
2: Uh, Metroid Prime.
1: Octopath Traveler. Finally, trying to
0: finish it. Very cool. I've been playing some Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Great game, right, guys. Thanks again for joining me. And uh, where else can they find you out on the internet?
2: Uh, I'm over at Twitter uh, at ZeroParse. I'm on Twitter at
1: PuffyRedshirt, and you can find us on the web at NintendoWatcher.com.
0: Perfect. And I I hope I got this right. Matthew, you're the one who, you just got published in Polygon? Or? I did. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay. I did
2: just have an article published in Polygon. Uh, go ahead over there and check out my article for Video Game Fashion Week on Splatoon and the uh, evolution of Inkling fashion.
0: Very cool. And it was one of y'all had, had a brain fart just then, so glad, yeah. glad I got it right. Well, guys, thanks for joining me, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. You can follow us on major podcasting services, and you can find us on the proper socials at 11.5 Minutes, and let us know what game have you speedrun. And one quick shout-out, check out Nintendo Watcher, the podcast. It will all be on there, too. And that's all the time we have for today. Bye.